0: From MediaCorp and and OneUp Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. I love you. Do you love me? I love you. Maybe it's not married. Maybe it's love. I just wanted to let you know that I miss you. Because I've only got one man. Um, I've got a hunch I'm never going to feel no other guy. I love you. I didn't know I could feel like that. Charlie, do you want to know I think love is beyond our control As that some day, someone will love me. the day I turned pretty growing up I didn't fit the typical Asian beauty standards of tall slim and fair-skinned in fact I was far from it in school I was placed in what they call the tough club short for Trim and Fit. A bit of wordplay on fat. But nobody was fooled. Least of all, me. Instead of enjoying recess, I was sentenced to jumping jacks and runs. Lots of it. Back then, we had no concept of what's an acceptable body type. And me, being big boned ever since I was a little kid, was something of a curse. It felt like no matter how hard I tried, skinny was just simply out of reach. To make things worse, my sturdy build eventually grabbed the athletics coach's attention. And since then, I was typecast as the resident shot putter, hurling metal balls and piling on muscle over muscle. Each morning brought a battle with the mirror, a face-off squaring up with the ogre staring back at me. It was a brutal hit to my self-worth. Relentless. Every sunrise and sunset. Until one day, in secondary school, when I eventually hit rock bottom. My name includes the initial J, and it was enough for a band of popular girls to coin a cruel nickname during one of my runs. What's the rush, Joker? One blurted out. Jogger, you know, J O G R E, like an ogre who jogs. (laughs) The ridicule in their voices was sharp, and I stood there, my face on fire, as they cackled. I tried to join in, a tight smile on my lips. Yeah, real clever, I said. But the sarcasm was lost in my trembling voice. The sting was in the truth of it. I could see the image they painted of me. I was a Joe girl. That evening, I was enveloped by darkness, replaying their spiteful words over and over, and it pushed me over the edge. <laughs> 12 hours and 10 stitches on my wrist later, my life hung in the balance. But I made it through. My parents, shocked and deeply concerned by the incident, pulled me out of that school. They saw the toxic environment that I was in and chose a safer space for me to grow. I was grateful for their decision as it allowed me space to heal and to begin healthier habits to lift the fog that I'd been living in. Over time, the word ugly lost its place in my vocabulary. And I was starting to embrace my body for what it was, which was when life decided to send me hurdling in a completely different direction. I was studying abroad at New York University at the time. Two weeks into college, on a whim, I tried out for the track and field team as a shot putter. I figured, why not throw some weight and maybe make friends along the way? Hey, he greeted. As he approached, a smile lifting the corners of his mouth. I've been watching your throws. Impressive form. A surprised, thanks, escaped me. Thrown off by the unexpected compliment. Name's Alex. He offered a handshake, his grip reassuringly warm. It was nice. I am Jay, I responded, trying to sound as casual as I could. Shot part's no joke, he remarked, eyeing the iron spear at my feet. You're a familiar face here, aren't you? (laughs) I laughed off his guess. I doubted, I just flew in from Singapore, actually. Right. The accent's a giveaway. But honestly, I just wanted to talk to you. His straightforwardness sent a flush of warmth across my face. Odd, yet somehow, sweet. Look, Jay, I'm guessing you're queued up for another round. How about we team up for a workout sometime? I'm on the sprint team. The question hung in the air for a split second, before my voice tumbled out. Oh, um, sure. (laughs) Haha, right. Catch you later then, Jay. Awkwardness clung to me like a second skin that day. I mean, no one had ever shown interest in me my whole life. Was this for real? Was it a joke? What if Americans are just naturally friendly? Over classes and lectures, lunches and assignments, that short interaction was living in my head ran free. I needed to meet him, which gave me a much-needed push to throw my personal best. Nice. I meet the team. But I couldn't care. A thrill paled in comparison to my anticipation of meeting Alex again. Counting the days to practice, I found myself in the gym, passing time with weight. There, in that familiar space, the unexpected took shape once again. Need a spot? A deep voice asked. Glancing up, I met the gaze of a guy who could have stepped right out of bodybuilding.com. Arms like most people's legs, and a chest that spilled out of his tank top. No need, I replied, tightening my grip on the bar for a determined tug. Thanks, though. <laughs> he chuckled at my resolve. Clearly, he said, extending a hand. I'm Mike. Jay. Mike leaned against the squat rack, his eyes tracking my routine. <sighs> You've got a certain drive. It's cool. What are you training for? Thanks, I'm in shot put. Shot put, he continued. You know, I could show you some techniques to maximize your power bodybuilding principles could really add to your short-put distance. His words sent an unexpected rush through me. Or maybe it was just the blood pumping from lifting all those weights. But either way, is... is another guy hitting on me? Um, yeah, sure. I would love that. As we talked, Mike demonstrated a keen understanding of body mechanics and I found myself engrossed in the conversation. If this was his approach to flirting, it was disarmingly sincere, wrapped in a genuine desire to help. Let's grab a session together sometime, he suggested. I think we can swap notes, don't you think? I smiled awkwardly. I'd like that. A month in, and guys like Alex and Mike became a regular occurrence, I came to grasp how stark the cultural divide was. While Asia seems fixated on petite frames, America embraced a broader spectrum of beauty. Some were drawn to my relentless spirit, the way I chased down my goals with unwavering tenacity, the sheer grit I showed in the face of adversity. Then, There were the bodybuilders who appreciated the visual of strength. Guys who envisioned us as a power couple, as one put it. Back in Asia, I was made to feel like an ogre. But here, believe it or not, I was admired. I began to think that maybe this was where I belonged. A place that accepted me for who I was a place where I could finally shed the remnants of my past. Midway through the year, I was busking in more attention than I'd ever imagined. A thrill for someone who's always felt invisible. I had planned a simple college life, join the short-put team, make friends, and keep a low profile Instead I was being chased actively by many people who I would have found ridiculously out of my league I decided to ride this wave dating more than I ever had 2-3 to times a week Athletes gym bros fret guys and even a couple of Wall Street wannabes here and there Whatever came my way I just simply said yes. It felt like I was desperately making up for lost time. And it was exhilarating. A defiant vindication for the girl who tried to end her life all those years ago. And then one day, I found myself on a date with Benjamin, the latest guy to catch my eye at the gym. His approach had been typical, offering a spot or to share equipment. After a few flirty texts, he proposed dinner at a place in New Jersey, quite the distance from New York City. I was unsure at first, but he was quick to volunteer to drive, easing my reservations. The drive with Benjamin was comfortable, filled with playful banter. <laughs> and the excitement of a new connection. We parked near a popular New Jersey restaurant known for its sausages, a local must-try he insisted I experience. Standing in line, the savoury aroma tantalised my senses, and I couldn't wait to dig in. As we approached the counter, I felt Benjamin's presence behind me A comforting shadow in the bustling space I'll have the spicy Italian and a cider fries, please I said to the cashier My mouth watering in anticipation Same for me, but let's do separate orders Benjamin chimed in, his voice casual I glanced back A flicker of discomfort brushing over me wasn't this a date? Shouldn't he be paying? That will be 12.50. The cashier announced, her hand open, waiting. I handed over the cash, a mix of feelings swirling within me. Embarrassment, confusion, a touch of indignation. This wasn't how I pictured the date would go. I took a deep breath reminding myself that I was no longer the girl from the tough club, bound by my insecurities and the taunts of narrow-minded peers. I was in America now, exploring my freedom and enjoying the dating scene. I tried to focus on enjoying the date, the banter and watching the sunset as we headed back. Today was great. Benjamin texted me after sending me back. Yep. I replied. It was great. I guess. I decided to make a pact with myself after that experience. My future partner would get the royal treatment so he had better treat me like his queen first. But when sophomore year rolled in, my dating life slowed down Leaving me puzzled. Has my allure faded? A glance in the mirror said otherwise. In the meantime, at least there was Alex. Track and feel Alex from day one. We had stayed in touch with the occasional message and a sprinkle of emojis, keeping things casual. On occasion, I'd send a snap with a playful note, always leaving more to be desired. I wasn't playing games, though. My interest in him was genuine. But I just wasn't too sure yet. He had been my good friend. Always there, yet recently... he pulled away. So I took the plunge and suggested a real meet-up. To my relief, he said yes. Or at least I thought I was. Wait, tell me again what have you heard? I'm not saying it's me, I'm just saying that some guys think that, well, you're sort of a player. I'm not a player. You remember how I told you I used to be fat and stuff? I'm not a popular kid, Alex. I can't even play people if I tried. A pause hung in the air as Alex's usual warm smile didn't quite make it to his eyes. Finally, he broke the silence. Yeah, I believe you. A couple months went by, and by second year, barely any guys were hitting on me anymore. Alex, too, had moved on, with this new Fitzball girl. I guess he had a type, and I was just yesterday's news. The day he mentioned her, I nearly choked. It was a surprise considering she didn't seem his usual type. Calling her ugly might seem harsh, but it's the first time I actually found the word fitting for someone. Still, she managed to snag him, which got me thinking about my own prospects. On a hunch, I downloaded Bumble just to prove a point. I crafted a witty bio... Added some gym selfies and called it a night. By morning, my phone was ablaze with nearly a thousand matches. That settled it. The problem wasn't me. Looking at those notifications, a grin spread across my face. The reflection on the screen wasn't just good looking, it was downright radiant. I'm not just pretty, I'm stunning. Inside and out. You see it too, right? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love. Brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by OneUp Media. If you would like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Jin, script by RC, Edited by Alex, audio experience by Ethan Sam, additional engineering by Ashley from OneUp Media. Voiced by Gloria. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love.